Hey there, everybody. You are tuned into the Water Trio Astrology Podcast, and I'm joined here by my dearest friends and sisters in astrology, Kelly Surtees and Alicia Youssef. So how are you, girls? How are you both? Hey, Cass. Hey, hey girls. Yeah, I'm well. I'm very excited for Water Trio time. How are you both doing? Good. Awesome. Good. Quiet. Yeah. I'm like, we're just recording button and all of a sudden there's no conversation. <laughs> yeah, like, we got nervous having, or something. We were just having a little bit of pre-show chitty chat, as we always do, and we try and keep it tight, but it rarely happens. And, um, you know, so we are recording this while Mercury's retrograde. So we've just been sharing out Mercury retrograde stories. And I know we probably say this all the time, but it really does feel like this one's been a bit of a grinder, you know, going right down into the into the deep crevices of our minds and pulling it all out, you know. So um, how's it been for you guys? Leave us a comment in the, um, the chitty chat down below. But anyway, fast forward to the present moment into uh, November 25. So we're bringing you all the astrology insights for this upcoming week. So... Kel, I think I'm throwing it to you. Venus oh, yeah. In, in uh, I went with uh, Venus in Capricorn, didn't I, for this week, which Venus moves into Capricorn on Monday the 25th if you're in Canada and the States, and that'll be Tuesday the 26th, I think, for people in Australia. I'm actually looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. I, I have slash am enjoying the Venus in Sag piece, but it's it does feel like you know, I've been eating at this buffet all year and I'm just not sure how much I can fit inside me. Um, that's the Venus in Sag part. Like I've, I've really, I wouldn't say gluttony, but I have, I have enjoyed myself. I had, have said yes to things. I have got out of my comfort zone. I have done the wisdom, done the training, done the travel, done the adventure. And now I'm ready for a bit of containment. I'm ready to get stable, to maybe have more of a quieter, more calm quality. So there's there's quite a qualitative difference between Capricorn and Sag. It is an earth sign, which means it has cool, dry qualities. So there's definitely a slowing down of the pace. Now, I know that seems a bit weird since we're coming into the silly season. I know it's the start of, let's just call it Thanksgiving week in America, um, and it's getting towards the, the end of the school year for everyone in Australia. But Venus in Capricorn, she knows where her limits are. She knows how to work with time. She's got a better sense of what's realistically possible than Venus in Sag has had. So if you have felt spread too thin or really stretched like a rubber band almost to breaking point through November, you two, like us, might welcome this chance to sort of be like, look, that sounds great, but I just don't think we can fit it in. Let's do it in the new year. Or instead of trying to do three different things, let's come together and do one, you know, to be a little bit more time and energy efficient. So there's a solidness, there's a containment, there's a groundedness. And I also think that Venus in Capricorn, she thinks about the long term. So she doesn't just think about what she wants today. She is thinking about uh, longevity and future plans. So she's got a little bit more of a, a measured kind of methodical quality to her. So I know she's going to have to deal with Saturn and Pluto later in, certainly in December, later in her cycle, but just from a slowing down, I think this is going to be a welcome shift this week. But what are you each thinking about this change? Leishy? Okay. 
Now you go first. Um, well, I've actually got this by progression at the moment. It just changed signs a few months ago. And man, it's got me focused. And totally, Capricorn, you know, that buffet. The shit, it is oh, so underestimated. Yeah. And it's 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 also, you know, what we've been talking about all year with all the stuff in Capricorn, it's the simplifying of things. I'm just seeing what's important, what's not, and what's not, see you bye. Yep. You know, it's it's really not that important. I guess it's giving me a realistic view on what I value, a mm. realistic view on what's important to me and a realistic view on what I want to put my time and energy into. So I feel like really... She's so grounded and so practical and and quite ambitious. And this is Venus, you know, she's quite a um, independent Venus in this sign. You know, I always think of the mountain goats and they're they're climbing their mountains on their own really. And so there's this sense of I just want to get out and achieve things and, and be solid with it. My sense is it'll be interesting to see what happens in retail mm. this year because it might be, yeah, just that month before Christmas is people are really literally not going to be putting their hands in their pockets or if they are, it's going to be very measured and quite cautious. And there's also a sense of, I don't know, people making things for people, being really practical um, or having a really thoughtful, like well thought out approach to their gift giving this year. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that happens um, because last year I think she was in Scorpio just before Christmas. Let's check. So, <laughs> I mean, cause yeah, because I'm pretty sure she went into Sag right around just after the eclipses last year in January. Yeah, she was um, in Scorpio last December. Um, yeah. So it'll be same, same, but different. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it'll I think just be interesting on that piece to totally. see what happens. And, and on the gift giving. The other shift, which we're going to talk about probably in our next episode, will be Jupiter going into Capricorn. Mm. And the two together, like we, I've got a bunch of siblings, as I've shared with many of the listeners, and we've already talked about the budget for, because we all chip in to get a gift for our parents. And, Mm. you know, we clarify each year how much we're putting in. And this year we've actually gone for the lowest amount each that we like my parents are not fussy people at all they you know we tend to spoil them because we want to but mum and dad are like no no and this year we're actually like we're going to listen to them and just do something and the gifts that we're buying them are actually really practical things which they know they're Mm. getting um it's some specialized stuff that they need for a trip that they're taking next year so it's very different from last year because venus was in scorpio jupiter was in sag and so there was a little bit more like uh, emotive. Um, so, yeah. So, I just, sorry, mm. Leisha, I just wanted to jump in there because I was like, oh, yeah, the, we've already planned. No, it's sort of like more example. of a frugal, like, mm. let, we're going to meet a need. We're not going to be frivolous. We're not going over the top, you know, not spending yeah. for the sake of spending. Um, yeah. But, Cass, what are your thoughts on Venus going into Cap? Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I have a, a bit of a theme for Venus in Capricorn. I mean, I know on paper she doesn't really have a lot of dignity or anything like that, but... What I do find that Venus in Capricorn can really enhance is the transactional qualities of Venus. It's like, okay, I'll do this thing for you, but there has to be something in it for me. Mm. Now, that doesn't have to be like, it sounds calculating and maybe it is, but I prefer to describe it as transactional. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, um, you know, because, you know, Venus does, you know, she still wants to do Venus things, but it's just a little bit more cautious or a little bit more reserved. And it's like, okay, well, there's got to be some kind of trade-off here. And, you know, we've just come out of this big phase, you know, the last several weeks of Venus being co-present with Jupiter. So it's yes. come from this, like, sure, no worries, more the merrier. Like, you know, as we said in Australia, should we right, mate? Just, yeah, bring it on kind of thing. And now it's like Venus just taking that step back and go, okay, I gave to this person, that person, and that person. What, where am I going to continue to give and where am I going to pull back or ground or consolidate and um, just kind of, you know, be a little bit more contained? So, you know, you might find, you know, we're just talking about Christmas and things in general, like where do you actually want to, who do you want to give to and in what ways do you want to give, which is what Venus does anyway. So you might be sort of not necessarily like counting the cost, maybe you will, but it would be like, well, you know, I'm going to be a little bit more um, practical about the way that I give or the way that I choose to share or the way that I accommodate the needs of others. It's not just about you know, giving to every Tom, Dick and Harry. It's about who is of value to me, who I respect. I think the Capricorn piece, we have to throw in that respect piece as well. And if I don't respect the person, if I don't respect that thing, then I'm not going to give to it. And it's just mm. going to be, you know, pretty much bringing out your inner accountant, right? So that's yes. kind of how, <laughs> yep. that's how yep. I sort yep. of totally. see that Venus um, in Capricorn. So I think what we might start, feeling this week is really Cap uh, Venus's slide into Capricorn. I know we've got the new moon in Sag, but this part is going to also just start to really feel the breaks on Sag a little bit and starting to mm. pick up the pace a little bit in Capricorn. So you might, you know, this is that sort of straddling the boundaries week where we have that sort of duality of, you know, still in Sag with, you know, Jupiter and we've got the new moon, but starting to shift into Capricorn where we start to really just start to pull back a little bit and Venus is the first planet to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, mm. you remind me of... Um when I lived in London, one of my friends was a door bitch on a club and I used to go and do some casual shifts with her and we, it was so calculated as to who you would let in, why you would let them in. You know, you wanted girls to go in because they would draw the guys in but you also wanted people who had money because they would be the one who was spending it. It just made me think about that. You know, it's all about the looks and, the you know, oh, people yeah. going out for pleasure but it was very calculated as to what her job was, you know, managing the crowd and, and making sure that... That everything was working and she you know she, we worked very closely with security yeah so it was just felt like well, such a, a level Venus of in Capricorn stature story or, or you know it's a little mm. stature that you know Venus is trying to achieve in Capricorn and it's like oh no we're not going to have the shabby dress people we're going to have the, the right people or the ones to mm. rub shoulders with you know um, exactly maybe yeah. just that sort of next level yeah yeah totally you know there's this um I think it might have been um back when I was uh, with the Copics uh, post-Norwak and I was like the the Venus in Taurus mule for that magic series. And I remember I think Kate said to me, oh, Venus, she don't give a shit, you know, like oh, she yeah. actually said the F word, but I'm just going to keep it a little bit clean from YouTube. <laughs> you never know. They're always changing the rules. And I remember we were just sitting there having a drink, you know, luxuriating and all this, you know, Venusian energy from the series. And I remember, you know, Kate saying that, you know, Venus, she don't give a F, you know, but in Capricorn, oh, but she does. And that's the kind of difference, I think, between the, the two Earth co components. You know, Venus and Taurus is Venus is going to Venus, but in 
um, Capricorn, it's like, ooh, but not like that. (laughs) 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 I know, like we're riffing off each other here, (laughs) Kel. I love it. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's Venus in Capricorn. So, um, of course, you know, she's going to ignite, you know, light up a new house and start to pave the way for a lot of what 2020 has to offer. So watch that space in your birth charts for sure. Yes. And Cass, you kind of alluded before, I'm like, speaking of the new moon in Sag, would you like to tell us more about this? You know, as the Cancerian of the crew, remember when? <laughs> remember, remember, I always think, I always reminded of the time, I think I might have even spoken about this in the last new moon in Sagittarius, where we used to do our new moon gatherings back in Sydney and we, you know, the three of us would get together and we'd go on, you know, do different things for each new moon. And I remember we went to, I think it was a Lebanese restaurant in a place in Sydney where none of us lived and we had this big, you know, our feast of uh, Middle Eastern food. And ah, I think that was her babies, wasn't it? Oh my god, I can't remember. That was amazing. In Darlinghurst. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I remember the, the the venue, but I don't really remember the details. I remember the experience of the food. And here we are talking about, you know, travel, experience, indulgence, you know, all the things. So the new moon in Sag, it happens at four degrees, so very early um, in the sign. Um, it will be Wednesday the 27th here in Australia and, of course, the day before the 26th um, on the north side of the globe. So this is sort of like the last hurrah, the last sort of big bang of, you know, post-Venus-Jupiter conjunction. Now Venus is in cap and now we've just got a little bit of a lingering kind of um, essence, if you like, of the new moon in Sagittarius. So, I mean, this is a new moon um, sort of after the party's over. So it's kind of like, well, you know, maybe we need to use this new moon to sort of set some intentions for the grounded growth cycle that Jupiter is about to move into. I think this can Mm. be a productive um, new moon to continue to look forward because um, there are a lot, there's a lot of trepidation. We're seeing it on the internet. I'm seeing it in client work. There's a lot of fear around the Capricorn stuff. Of course, if you haven't checked out our bonus episode that we released, I think maybe a couple of weeks ago now. Yes. Um, speaking about um, the particular the Saturn Pluto conjunction. You know, this is kind of like where we can perhaps optimistically or inspired take a look forward. You know, this new moon in Sag is looking to Jupiter, who's about to shift signs next week. It's like what opportunities can we really capitalise or, you know, have that grounded growth? So I feel that this new moon is, again, like this whole week feels like we're straddling boundaries. We're straddling, you know, the, the year that's been and the year that we're moving into. Um So um, I'm kind of personally looking forward to this because, you know, I can reflect on 2019 um, but set intentions for that grounded growth or that more measured approach because, you know, like we've said before, when you were talking about gluttony, I got this image of, you know, the, the show Seven, that movie Seven, of that man that just had to eat until he literally exploded in some areas of my life. That's how I feel right now. I'm just really ready, and I never thought I'd say this being Miss Jupiter, but just to calm down and to, like, look at the long term, I think this new moon can help us do that. So it's a little bit of a dual moon, I think. What do you girls think about it? Lace, do you have any thoughts? 
Um, much of what you were saying, Cass, I have to agree with, is just a real, it's like it's taking the bottle of like bottling the last of the juice the essence, of what, yeah. Yeah, what mm. Jupiter and Sag has been. And it's like because we've got Jupiter right in the last degree, I think it's what, at the 28 degrees when this is happening, yeah. We've felt all the things, we've experienced everything. It's getting down to this kind of, as you're saying, core essence that we can bottle and go, okay, I'll, I'll have this kind of sip on as I'm walking through the the drier lands of Capricorn. Um, mm. And it's, you know, I feel like with this new moon, it's just really a chance to keep that optimism, that faith, that confidence in those areas going a little bit longer. And I feel like, you know, really, because this is the last lunation, oh no, there's the full moon. I was going to say the last, it is the last new moon before the eclipses. Um, So yeah, it's just a kind of a chance to anchor and have a fairly normal, stable lunation um, before the eclipses come in and kind of start rattling the cage um, <laughs> on, on Christmas Day and Boxing Day next month. So, yeah, I guess it's really have a look at those, whatever you've been working on and, as you say, you know, kind of plant those next steps. Have a mm. look what what what's going to be, not necessarily the really long term, but it's like, okay, what next steps do I have to take with this so that it doesn't... I don't lose yeah. track or lose focus or have the melancholy of Sa- of the Saturnian Capricorn come and sit on me. How can I keep this yeah. bubble going? How can I sustain this bubble? Just putting some intentions in place in that kind of area. So, yeah. Yeah, it feels a little bit like, you know, sort of having that reflection period before moving forward and it's like what mm. wisdom, what experience, what did I gain out of the last 12 months and then how can I take those, you know, key clues or those key components and perhaps, you know, uh, solidify or crystallise them as Jupiter then moves into Capricorn? So mm. rather than, as my favourite saying of yours, Lee, stepping up to the buffet of crazy, it's like, crazy. Now, actually, <laughs> what prime cuts do I want to go back for seconds for and be a, bit, be a little bit more selective or choosy about the things moving moving, you know, into this Capricorn phase of, of the astrology. Uh, maybe it's, Kel, maybe it's you... stepping up with a doggy bag and kind yeah. of sweeping a few things in <laughs> <laughs> for the walk home, the long walk home. <laughs> Sorry, Kel. Yeah, Love it. No, say? it's great. It's good. Um, I guess my thoughts on this new moon are it is like a slice of the sky that is just very Jupiter and Saggy because the new moon in Sag the moon's not aspecting any of the other visible or traditional planets. So, you know, at the time of the new moon, we've got Mars and Mercury are adjacent to Sag in Scorpio. And then, of course, Venus and Saturn are adjacent to Sag, but on the other side in Capricorn. So it does feel like uh, one of you gals said that idea of like bottling the essence of Jupiter. Mm. Um, And it does feel a lot like there is a purity to the energy of the new moon being in Sagittarius and then being ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter still being there, you know, even if it's just for like a week, but the the new moon gets that flavor of Jupiter being there. And it does feel like, I don't want to say last hurrah, because that's not what it feels like, but it does very feel, very, feel very 
forward looking and visionary and like, I just want to do this Sagittarius thing. And I think that's really going to flavor the middle part of this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's approximately like slight variations for time zones, but the moon will be moving through Sagittarius for, you know, Wednesday for all of us, parts of Tuesday for most of us and parts of Thursday for most of us. Um, and so there is that feeling of like, let's just do Sag you know, celebrate this, anchor it, get in touch with the optimism or the faith or the self-belief. Uh, so I, I'm really excited for this. And I secretly suspect you're going to see a few astrologers launch things on Wednesday or Thursday of this week to take advantage of the last moon application to Jupiter. Um, there's a real sense of seeding something that will then grow and flourish into the future. Uh, mm. so yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a special event for this week for sure. Yeah. For totally. sure. Awesome. And what was your aspect for this week, Leash, that you wanted to talk about? Speaking well, of dreams. All that. <laughs> exactly. I think it was the Mercury Neptune, was it? Mercury trying Neptune. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess I just wanted to tail end that to this week because it just is such a lovely, creative, imaginative energy. It's, you know, Mercury's will be direct then. I can't wait. Um, it'll still be, <laughs> it'll still be in watery Scorpio. And it's just building this trine to the creativity and the, the magical lands of Neptune that I just feel like, yeah, it's just such an opportunity to take that Sag new moon and all those seeds you're talking about, Kel, and think, okay, if I do the hard work of, of Jupiter in Capricorn, what are some of the dreams that I can manifest out of that place? Um, what are the, you know, the castles in the air I can build? And I definitely don't think it's a day for trying to get details, like focus details done, um, you know, or planning anything, but it's definitely a day for dreaming. And I guess speaking, like communicating your dreams to others, sharing them with others, the harmony, the harmony of this trine is definitely something that wants to be passed on and moved forward. So how can you communicate your creativity, your imagination, or it might even be a day where you spend immersed in your creativity, whatever that looks like. Um, or, you know, it could even be the day for a little bit of magic to land in your lap. So yeah. What about you girls? Yeah, I, it occurs to me that um, Neptune is going to station direct just before the Mercury trine to Neptune. So it really does feel like you're saying, Leash, about speaking your dreams or giving voice to something that is hard to put into words or talking about emotions. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's literally the thought that I have on this at this time, Cass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I'm not a fan of Mercury-Neptune aspects, but you know, this one, um, all things being equal, you know, looks fairly decent in the sense, you know, we've just come, it's almost like we've just come out of these like scorpionic depths. We've revealed new insights within and we've, you know, pur purged and purified all these like deep, intense thoughts and feelings in our minds. And now we're kind of connecting to Neptune as, you know, both Neptune is direct and Mercury's direct. And, you know, as you both of you girls were saying, you know, it may not come across very clear. It still may not come across very, um, uh, you know, in a Mercury type of way, but one way or another, this is how I feel or this is what I've been, you know, mulling over in my mind for this whole Mercury retrograde phase. It's almost like 
from an inspired standpoint, this may not make sense, but I'm still going to tell it to you anyway, or almost having like the, um, you know, the Neptune in terms of the, the dream to, I'm going to say this thing, I'm going to be really open up a certain level of vulnerability or allow myself to be exposed and trust that that's going to be okay. Um, and, and hope for the best, you know, with that Neptune part of it. So, um, you know, maybe a beach day, you know, maybe a bottle of wine day for some, but there's definitely got that beautiful kind of flow and, you know, the details are not going to matter so much today. Um, is Mercury still a recovery mode as is Neptune. So there's a sense of like maybe being gentle with words or someone tells you something that you don't fully, um, understand, but you might be able to feel it or, um, empathize with it at a, a deeper level than usual so it's kind of a nice mm. kind of way to end the week so yeah you've picked a beautiful aspect there Leishi well yeah and I think, I just sorry Leish no you go Kel <laughs> I was gonna say it's happening on Thursday right um which yeah. is Thanksgiving Thursday day for most in people. the oh, States wow. yeah, so, oh wow yeah you, you know perfect drinking eating holidays um, a little bit of confusion, a little bit of overwhelm makes good sense, uh, knowing that, you know, Thanksgiving, it, it's very much like what we would have in Australia for Christmas. It's just a lot of people that don't normally spend time together. There's wine, there's food. Uh, it's a lot, a lot of a lot. But it sounds as well, you know, so perfect with Neptune, the, the compassion, the forgiveness, the gratitude piece that often yeah. Neptune can bring in as well. It's almost like, okay, well, why are we giving thanks? What are we giving thanks for? Really connecting into the the trueness of this holiday, I guess, um, Neptune can help bring along because I know that there's a bit of a movement in many places to connect back to the true meaning of the holiday as well. So, yeah, that's kind of a, I didn't even pick that up, but that's a really lovely energy for that to be happening under for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cass, did you we did you have more to say? Sorry. Yeah, oh, not really, no. I mean, probably the only thing was that, you know, Neptune could sort of like, you know, soften maybe the harsh words of Scorpio, your Mercury and Scorpio, mm. you know, potentially as well. So, you know, that old Uncle John who just, you know, riffs off in the corner and or creates a fuss and, you know, not going to worry about him. He's just, you just go, oh, that's just who he is and not worry about it too much. So, yeah, that compassion, that forgiveness, going with the flow and maybe just like letting people be who they are, you know, on that day as well. Definitely calmer waters for uh, Thanksgiving than what it will be for Christmas. Put it that way. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we'll be be coming to you with that uh in a few weeks time so yeah so i think that's like pretty much like wound up our week of astrology hasn't it have you girls got anything um else that you wanted to sort of mention about the week or anything Uh, you guys have got coming up yeah i was like just trying to forward plan i've got my jupiter and capricorn webinar for astrology university which is happening on Sunday, the 1st of December. So you can sign up for that via my homepage at kellysastrology.com. So all the ins and outs of Jupiter and Capricorn, everything you need to make the most of the year ahead. What about each of you? Do you guys have stuff going on this week? How about um, you, Leash? Yeah, I've got a couple of things. So I will have my new moon my Sag New Moon group happening on Tuesday the 26th. So pop onto my page for that. And I am also launching this week and it'll be it'll be starting the second week of December, my second opportunity for the um, Choosing Your Canyon, the pattern breaking um, 
workshop and that's going to happen over a seven-week period, um, kind of getting everyone started for the new year. So if you would like to be part of that, um, have a look in the show notes below. And what about you, Cass? Excellent. Um, for me, yes, I'm doing a Jupiter and Web- uh, Jupiter and Capricorn webinar too, Saturday, um, November 30. So that's all on the events tab uh, to register for that over on so the website. So you can get double so, dose of insight of this uh, very yeah, grounding dub- energy. <laughs> double dose of Capricorn, just what we all need, right? Brought to you by the two Jupiter ladies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally well that pretty much wraps us up for today so thank you so much for joining us once again um if you are looking for some you know additional capricorn insights there is that bonus episode that we released a couple weeks ago um we'll put that link in the show notes and uh help you prepare for 2020 so thanks for joining us girls great to catch up with you again as always so until next time it's see you later from the water trio Ciao for now. Bye, everyone.